0: Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it might be in your part of the world. Welcome once again to The Alignment Show. My name is Don King, and I'm your host. And regular watchers, folks on audio can't tell this, but folks who watch us regularly will note that I'm on a different background than usual. Uh, One of the skill sets that we teach in teaching effective communication is the adaptability aspect well we're having to adapt today because uh you may know i have a severely disabled daughter she requires 24 7 nursing and uh, murphy's law being what it is her nurse had to call out sick today so if in the middle of our broadcast i have to go respond to one of her alarms that's what's going on but um we're coming to you from hannah's bedroom today Well, that's just the way it is, and uh, life throws curveballs at us all the time. Uh, This is a good time for me to share with you an update on the writing stuff that goes on in my life. A lot of you know about The Way the Three-Year-Old Why. We have another book that will be coming out in, uh, oh, let's see, two or three weeks, I believe. And I'm looking for the link here to where I can share that. I'm going to put it on the ticker down below for those who can see it visually. And for the audio listeners, donking.com. That's D O N N K I N G dot com slash medium well first. That will get you to the first scene of the next book in the Sparklight Chronicles, Medium Well. Uh, it's a follow up to the way the three year old why. Another business parable, this one focused on learning to identify your strengths and in some ways accepting those. So that will be coming out in just two or three weeks. little uncertain as to exactly when, but as our daughter has taught us, you know make your plans, but hold them lightly, they're going to change. Now, one of the, uh, the things that I really love about doing what we do here at uh, the Alignment Show is to be able to have conversations with people who are just amazing individuals. Uh, I said in the setup for this episode that I was looking forward to this conversation. Um, uh, Anna Kant's, <laughs> I worked on it, Anna, and, and uh, I should be able to say, Kenzophilus. She's laughing over there in the green room. She was one of the first people. I think she was the first person after Bob Berg and Kathy Tejanel that I met at the Go-Giver Success Alliance. Fantastic first conversation. And just in getting to know her over the last couple of years, uh, she just continues to impress me as an exemplar of this idea of identifying your values and bringing your life into Congruence with those she continually does this and so we're happy to have a conversation today with Anna Cantzopheles did I say it right Anna
1: so good well I have to say I was even when reading the way of the three-year-old why you know when you had like the greek names and that I was like oh wow like he's you're well versed so yes wonderful.
0: <laughs> well and it happens that at one point in my life, I had studied some Koine Greek, you know, the the language of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the pronunciation is different, but I learned to kind of get around those syllables a little bit. Yeah. And um, I think I figured out the pronunciation soon after you and I met. But then here we are today. I'm I'm sleep deprived for whatever it's worth. It's not and an th-
1: easy last name by any means. I joke <laughs> that our kids learn their alphabet like from the womb because they just had to. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> I was like, well, at least my first name is easy. Yeah,
0: exactly. But- <laughs> exactly. And and there are uh, in the Greek language there are letters that we don't have in mm-hmm. standard English and and vice versa.
1: That's impressive so, that you learned some of that because it's it's a very difficult language to learn, but but very meaningful.
0: I can't say that I've learned the language, but I came to appreciate its nuances. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. an amazing language. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and I know uh, culture and all that kind of thing has figured in greatly into mm-hmm. life of you and Tony, your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, just for a little bit of background here, uh, Anna and Tony own Nora Apothecary, and I'm going to go ahead and put. Their website up on the crawl here for those of you listening. Nora N apothecary A Apophakery—that's another word that is a little unusual, the but cluster. yeah, yeah. And, and um, th- there's oh, I'm going to jump right into it here, Anna, because you know we're always looking at origin stories here, and, mm-hmm,
1: and which I love. Yeah, which
0: background on you? You come from a—I uh, would say—a healthcare background. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at the material that you sent me. Um, just why don't you just tell us a little bit about your medical background before sure. we, the pharmacy thing?
1: Well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me on. You are one of my favorite people, truly. Oh. And I, I mean that sincerely from the bottom of my heart. Um, thank you so much. I just much. love how God, the universe brought us together. And, um, and as I was sharing with you in the green room, I mean, you have such a talent for, um, writing, but it's the emotion behind the writing. When I was reading the way of the three old why it was just, it was just beautiful. I could hear you telling the story and, um, there's such a human, beautiful aspect to the way that you communicate and you are, you're all about communication and you are. Definitely gifted in that. So thank you. thank you for having me on and congratulations on one year of your podcast. That's so exciting. That is Yeah,
0: just yeah. I didn't really realize that until just recently. Uh, episode yeah. 51, which, you yeah. know, I'm trying to remember to say the episode numbers when we start. And I can't after fifty one episodes, I still can't remember that. They all
1: kind of run together. But one yeah, year but,
0: but we missed one episode in there somewhere. So this is literally the one year anniversary. I think it's, it's gotta be, but you know, if we missed an, anyway, I'm babbling.
1: Congratulations. That's <laughs> amazing. And I think getting past that one year hump is, is just a beautiful thing and and keep going. You touch so many lives and um, yeah. And like I said, on my LinkedIn post, you have a voice like butter. I think we could all listen to you forever. Oh, Knowing that you had been in radio before that makes much, much sense. So um, yeah, I, my professional background is in healthcare. Um, I grew up wanting to be a pediatrician because I love children, but especially those who are um, more vulnerable than most. I always thought I would be a pediatrician and go to Africa and, and treat children there or um, you know the Operation Smile where they go and, and help people with um, cleft palates and things like that. So it was, that was always my heart um, was helping those in need and specifically children. So I always thought I was going to be a pediatrician. I wasn't really one of those kids who was confused or not sure what they were going to do in life. Um, but then when I got to college and university, um, I knew how important having a family was to me. And I knew I wanted to hopefully be able to stay home with kids once I got married and had kids. And so my dad was actually the one who suggested, um, becoming a physician assistant. So, and I was already in a college that offered that program. So I changed from biology minor, you know, going to pre-med into, um, being a PA. So graduated doing that. I've always had, um, just an awe of the human body, how God created us each uniquely. We will never exist again. And how everything in our body just works in beautiful harmony. That was just such, um, it just it just always captivated me. So um but really in the uniqueness of each individual and seeing each person as a unique human being um was another yeah. part of that. So um, loved it, you know, practiced for, um, a number of years in a hospital. And then we had three children under the age of three oh, wow. and that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. <I know. laughs>
0: interesting use of the word fun. <laughs> it was fun.
1: I will say, um, you know, making sure we all just got through the day and, um, you know, we we're all fed and alive and well was a win. So, um, but it was great. It was, it was wonderful. Those were wonderful years. And, um, and so then with that coming full circle into then to the pharmacy, um, I stayed home with the kids. Tony's a pharmacist. He was working um, nights, um, and we came home one day and, um, suggested we invented a product. And the reason for that was he had an eye condition. Um, and he honestly couldn't see for about a week. It was, it's uveitis. And, um, And we went to an ophthalmologist who turned out, you know, was that went to our church and they, he had to wipe his eye. He was tearing a lot. And, um, we asked like, what could we do? It's very irritated. He's tearing a lot. And he said, really just, you know, baby shampoo or Kleenex, or there's one product over the counter that you can use. And, um, after going through that experience, he said, you know, why don't we invent something better than the only product that's available on the market. And so in our, um, stupor of (laughs) sleepless nights and um just yeah it was fun it was crazy um we did we invented a product together and it was a a complete blessing i will say those were very difficult years because the children were so young we don't have family here my dad was the only family i had here and um unfortunately he was sick with cancer at the time but we didn't really have a good support system but at the same time tony and i have always been a good team um and so um, long story short, we invented that product. We And through that, the reason why I say it was a blessing was not the company itself and the product. It was God was preparing us to work together in business because we had known each other for, I mean, we've been together 25 years, um, gone through very difficult times together, not ourselves, but just health issues with both of our sides of our families, Um, you know, the difficulty of having three children under the age of three and relying on each other and um, but business was very different. I, I don't think we realized how different we were in business. And so inventing that product and starting that company prepared us for then owning the pharmacy. So from that product, we got to meet the owner of the pharmacy. He was our first um, paid customer. He gave us our first paycheck, and I have a picture of that paycheck, $99. And we got to know him over the next couple of years. He did sterile ophthalmic drops and said this would be a great add-on to our lineup. And um, so after a couple of years, he came and he said, Um, So the the product we invented, I don't know if I mentioned that, was just a a cleansing wipe. It's a cleansing eyelid wipe, natural, made in the U.S., tear off, go. Um, And, you know, if you have eye infections, eye surgeries, they need to clean your eye continuously, um, blepharitis, pink eye, those types of things. And so he added it onto his um, portfolio of things he could offer his patients. And after a couple of years, he came to us and said, you know, I've owned this pharmacy for over 40 years and people have been interested in purchasing it but I haven't found the right people that I feel would carry on its legacy until I met the two of you. And I want to see if you're interested in purchasing it and that I get goosebumps still after all these years, um, saying that. And so it was, um, it was a, a huge, um, decision and blessing and, um, we've owned it now for nine years and, and truly it's, it's amazing when you look back, when you say origin stories, um, looking back on how life prepares you for where you're going and you may not necessarily understand it at the time. So um, yeah, it's been wonderful. So Tony does the medical side and now I do the business side, which I love. And uh, and it's teach, it's taught, I've loved being able to bring our children along in the journey of it as well and teach them. I always say there's so much overlap between business, entrepreneurship and family, just teaching them that live into your strengths, use it for service, Um, work with those who have different talents than you do, try things and fail, you know, fail, learn. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many lessons in business and family that overlap. So it's just been, it's been a great journey.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I have so many questions. Uh, First, a minor one Uh, we have, because of our disabled daughter, we have more of a connection Mm -hmm. with the medical community, maybe than the average uh, patient. I don't want to say consumer, but you know what I mean here. Um, And, I'm not completely sure what's the difference or what's the path for a physician's assistant versus a nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. you know, from from my perspective on this side of yeah. of the stethoscope, they seem to have equal powers, you know, and able to to write prescriptions mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. Um so what what is the difference there? Just real briefly because it's no, not the main a part question. of our, Great question.
1: Great no. question. Um very similar. Um, nurse practitioners, you know, you go through nursing school and you take that path to, to become a nurse practitioner, PA, you can kind of just do that right out of the bat, out of um, in university or college. Um, and nurse practitioners tend to need to um, specialize in a certain field of medicine. They kind of need to pick a path, you know, pediatrics or um, internal medicine or whatever the case might be. Um, PAs can, can change throughout their career. They can start out in You know, surgery, and then move to GI, and then move to Mm. you know, cardiology. They can change throughout their career. Um, Hopefully, things will will maybe change. But nurse practitioners can really start practices individually. They don't need a supervising physician. Physician assistants do. You need to practice under under (laughs) a physician. So, um, for the most part, I mean, that's a general. Right. Right. Yeah, but Uh, really, they do a lot of the same work. Yeah. Is,
0: is that the kind of thing that varies state to state or is it a yes. federal mm-hmm. uh, state, state, mm-hmm. state? Okay. Um, and, and like I said, that's not the main part of our, our conversation. That's a great because person, yeah. because I, I think, did I read somewhere that you maintain your license? Mm-hmm. You, you're still keeping that up? Okay. So um, I find it fascinating. And I want to come back to talking about the pharmacy itself mm-hmm. here just a minute. But I find it fascinating that you and Tony both have a medical background. You, a physician's assistant. Mm-hmm. but you're doing the business part. And mm-hmm. I don't know much about medical school, but I'm fairly certain that they don't do a lot of teaching about business. Yeah. So how did it fall to you to be the business person?
1: Um, necessity. Oh, my dad used to say necessity is the mother of invention, but again, you know, <laughs> it's amazing that God prepares you for things. Um, so, I, I, you don't realize it at the time that, you know, kind of the gifts that each individual has or that you have that might need to be pulled up. I am more of a big picture thinker, problem solver, possibilities finder. Um, and, and I have been throughout our relationship and he's more of the, wait, did we miss something? You know, is this Mm -hmm. done? He's more of the detailed. Um, Mm -hmm. and so in that way we work very well together. I didn't realize it. I mean, I think I realized it, throughout my life, not in a professional sense, but in my personal life, I was very much like that. And now mm-hmm. having the business, I've been able to extend that into the business. So, um, yeah, always.
0: That makes, makes a lot of sense. And finding I gotta a way be forward, honest,
1: seeing how we can improve, you know, our customer,
0: yeah, I was customer thinking, service, how we serve was, our
1: employees. Really
0: I was thinking the same thing that Jeff West has said here. I'm going to put it on the screen. He's, y'all been together. <laughs> I, I can hear Jeff in his, in his, uh, georgia slash and texas accent. yeah, yeah. Y- y- y'all have been together for 25 years started dating in daycare did you maybe kindergarten I, it it really is astounding but you, you, uh and and 25 kind. years together nine years in business yep. uh which is very different from the medical
1: mm-hmm.
0: um when when the former owner offered to sell nora apothecary to you did you guys have any hesitation because of the business aspect does that, does that make sense i mean it you was. knew you knew the medical stuff he had been working in pharmacy you had been working in hospital mm-hmm. so how much of a hesitation or maybe even awareness did you even have an idea of what you were getting into
1: uh thankfully we took it slow so and again because we had invented that product and had that for a few years ahead of time um, we got a business sense through mm-hmm. that um, yeah. and his parents had owned a dry cleaners. So he, he grew up very much service oriented and um, somewhat aware of, you know, had that business sense behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but the, we, we did take it slow in that he started working there for about a year to kind of just see, um, you know, the, the operations. And then the owner stayed on um, for probably about six months or so after we purchased it. So, um, it was, it was just gradual. We didn't jump into it. It was a big financial risk, if you will, but like anything in life, it's a calculated, educated risk that you take. And, um, and we believed in ourselves. I think we believed that we could work together and that we could, um, you know, we could move it forward
0: Mm -hmm. and, uh, Mm
1: -hmm. and serve the community. Yeah.
0: Did, Did you have a plan B just in case, or was it every, all the eggs are in this basket? Yeah. It was
1: a big basket. It was a big basket. So, um, there were, we were, we were scrounging for eggs to fill that basket and and we did. And, um, but I think too, the fact that it was, it was already a functioning business, um, was helpful. It was, it didn't really have a website. It didn't have much to it. Um, mm-hmm. it hadn't been updated a long time. Um, but having started your own business from scratch, this was almost easier, I, w- I would say, because Interesting. Yeah, you yeah. already have that jump start. Now, there were a lot of things that needed to be fixed, but mm-hmm. you weren't starting from ground zero.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and you all have done quite a bit of updating here. Uh, we've got a LinkedIn user uh, because it's not uh, whoever this is, has not gone through the rigmarole to get identified to restream, which is what we use for our. Software here, but LinkedIn user says love the lesson Anna mentioned earlier. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Uh, The way I often put it is, you're either earning or learning, and it's great Mm -hmm. when you can do both. And uh, LinkedIn user says that's my message to my young daughters. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah. uh, taking calculated risk. It's not just jumping in willy nilly. On the other hand, it is a risk. It's a risk. And so uh, there's a great lesson there now you all are still you know nine years in you have made some uh significant updates to the business um what done again just a quick little factoid uh how old were the kids when you guys bought the pharmacy
1: they were five and five and eight so we've got now he's 17 and 14 year old twins at the time they were
0: eight five and five okay okay so um you, you had, you had, as you said, three that were under three. Yeah. Uh, when we invented
1: a, the product. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All, all of that going on. Yeah. And, and still family being one of those primary values for you and it is. owning a business though, takes a lot of time, takes mm-hmm. a lot of, of energy. Uh, do you have any advice for anybody on how do you balance all of that? How do you manage a family business and still take care of family, if that makes sense.
1: That's that's a wonderful question. Um, actually, now that you're, I think the answer is in your question, because it is a family business. It's all integrated. It's, it wasn't, there wasn't a separation between, um, you know, I'm doing this or Tony's doing this because we were doing that together. Mm-hmm. Our children were already sort of integrated into that. Um, and really it was about bringing them along the journey. I, you know, I, I'd love to hear and. 10, 20 years, their experiences from, from those years and now, Um, but, and because now, I mean, I'm in, you know, my mid forties and I still reflect, especially now back on how our childhood shapes us. And so I'm sure that they're going to have, um, lessons from those years that, you know, will shape them in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, in their lives, but because it was a family business, they were already part of it. So um, they heard the conversations that we were going, you know, having, and difficulties we were going through, and wins we were having. And um, you know, my hope is that that shaped them positively in some way, if not of uh, you know, no one ever has it figured out. So if you want to do anything in life that you love, you'll, you'll find a way. Um, yeah. But it can be messy. It can be messy along the way. But um, it really was about um, taking time, just with them and focusing on them and not trying to bring too much of the business talk um at home and more talking thankfully they were then going to school they had just started you know kindergarten so we were able to do more while they were at school versus you know when we were inventing the product they were home and we were starting the business so that really was integrated at that time but with a pharmacy it was much easier
0: oh yeah, yeah yeah and i'm thinking about tony having grown up with a dry cleaner family mm-hmm. seeing business from the inside It's going to shape your kids yes Uh, so uh that that will indeed be an interesting process to watch now um the um the pharmacy itself uh let's go down this path a bit Uh, it is uh and technical term it is a compounding pharmacy Mm -hmm. right and and so explain to folks what does that mean versus maybe a chain pharmacy
1: yeah. I didn't know what that was either really before. Um, and so interestingly, the the pharmacy has been there. It's now one of the busiest streets in Indianapolis on 86th street, but it used to be a house. Um, and having grown up in Indianapolis, what well, was a house that then um, the gentleman sold to his friend who was a pharmacist, and then he turned into what it is now in 1962. Um, but I used to drive down 86th Street all the time. I lived very close to there, and I, I knew it was something medical, but you always wonder, like, what are they doing there? Like, what are they mixing? What What is it? You know, but I was in high school at the time and didn't really think much of it. Um, but compounding is, is literally where, you know, you mentioned the word apothecary, which is interestingly a Greek word, apothecary, which is more of a storage room, but... It's you know it's hand creating medications for each patient like the true um, essence of pharmacy uh, before we came into kind of industrial and one size fits all pills and everybody takes you know one of four different doses and um, so really we hand make every prescription for every patient it's very personalized so um, the quantities of the medications are are specific to each patient so if you think more easily in terms of hormone replacement therapy, um, sterile eye drops, antibiotics, you know, without additives, preservatives for some children, they're very sensitive to those things. So it really is the art of creating medicine for each person.
0: Hmm. How how does that work with a prescription? I mean, you know, I I guess, you know, doctors are used to just saying, you know, here's the drug name, here's the dose. Uh, But if you are adapting it for each patient, You know, do you have to go back and forth with a doctor or as the pharmacist? Sometimes
1: if the physicians aren't too familiar with that, and that happens even in conventional medicine, you know, retail chains, sometimes, you know, pharmacists will have to go back and say, hey, I don't know if this dose is going to be right for this patient or it interferes with something else. But usually the the, um, physicians or the practitioners who refer their patients to us are familiar with it. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's not a, but if they're not, then absolutely we'll, we'll help walk them through it if it's something new for them.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's uh? I've got three or four questions trying to get out of my mouth at the same <laughs> time, Anna. Uh, we have uh, a very good compounding pharmacy here huh? in town that we use on occasion. Uh, we also deal for over, I guess about 30 years, we have dealt with a chain pharmacy, the Kroger Mm -hmm. pharmacy here. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the reasons we deal with them is because they know us, you know, there's that personal relationship. Um, And so while we appreciate our compounding pharmacy, we only go over there when there is something that is not available through the Kroger pharmacy. Mm -hmm. I think you and, and Tony have developed a much closer relationship with your usual mm-hmm. clients i guess we could say do mm-hmm. we say clients or patients in this patients
1: case? customers yep
0: okay okay yeah. uh, wh- what would you say has been the biggest change that you guys have instituted since buying the pharmacy nine years ago oh,
1: Wow.
0: Uh, other than updating the website you know and all that kind of thing What what has changed as far as the business and the relationship
1: that's a great it? question yeah the business has changed a bit in that we've people have become more aware of what we do. Um, and in these times, people are seeking out more personalized care. They don't like the one size fits all model of health. And kind of, as I mentioned earlier, what got me started in medicine is each person is unique. Their, their needs are unique. And I think we should treat it as such as much as we can. You know, we, we like to say we're at the crossroads, intersection of conventional medicine and integrative medicine. You know, conventional medicine has its place a hundred percent and integrative medicine has its place. So and I think um, Tony and I are both of Greek backgrounds, Um, all of my family, my mom, everyone lives in Greece um, and Tony's family is from Greece. So um, we have that different worldview of health as a whole and not just a diagnosis and treatment. Um, Greece is one of the five blue zones in the world where people live the longest and have the best quality of life. And so it's taking into consideration other health factors. So we've grown the pharmacy to make people aware that health is not just your diagnosis and medication. It is um, your social life. Do you have some deep, meaningful relationships? How is your stress level? Are you taking time for things that bring you joy? Um, Are you incorporating not just exercise, but just movement into your everyday life? You know, more of the blue zone. Um, things that we grew up with and just knew, but a lot of people may not have been exposed to that. Mm -hmm. And then from that, we've now started health consultations. So there are patients who can't get into their doctors, haven't been to a doctor that started really during COVID. And we can um, do lab work for them and sit down with them and just take a a holistic look and say, okay, these are your medications. This is your lab work. How are you feeling? Let's look at the whole picture and make a plan moving forward. So those are probably the biggest ways are um, offering more personalized services, and um, letting people know more about what we do.
0: Now, now how does that work with a PA needing to have a physician uh, oversight? I mean, Mm -hmm. is the D pharmacy for Tony, does that uh, provide that?
1: So we don't prescribe anything. So we're not, this is, it's more Ah. of a health consultation. Um, Ah,
0: Okay. Yeah. So
1: it's more of um, we make, we'll make a recommendation and say, you know, these are the medications you're on. I think you could decrease this one in half or maybe just take this one and you don't need to take these other two. So um, it's where we're just looking more at the whole picture and making recommendations that if they would like, we'll reach out to their physician and talk with them or they can take it back to their practitioner as well.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Now, um, We're talking about people liking the personalized service Mm -hmm. Uh, these days, as we said, very much aware, of course, that the the technology is increasing, which can put a barrier between you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I find it interesting that at the exact same moment, you guys are growing in terms of the personalized community interaction. But you have also, in a very real way, taken the pharmacy from being just a local pharmacy to being, um, what will we say, a national pharmacy in some ways? I mean, you, you guys provide uh, services in mm-hmm. some way through the Internet. Am I, mm-hmm.
1: am, yeah. am I getting well, that correct? Well, yeah, and we can, we can ship to almost every state, especially we do a lot of the higher end, higher quality supplements and vitamins. Um, and so you know, which is something that we learned more of, you know, just like the quality of your food, right? So Mm -hmm. um, a lot of supplements and vitamins don't say what they have in them, unfortunately. So um, we treat it like we do our food. We want the, the highest quality. If you're gonna spend money on your health, Um, make sure you're getting what you're paying for. So yeah, we do those types of things. We ship supplements and vitamins. We do the health consultations, you know, um, online. We ship to, you know, some states here and there. It's the the world of pharmacy, especially compounding pharmacy, independent pharmacies is very, very regulated. And there are a lot of pharmacies who now don't provide some of the services that we provide. because it's it's getting increasingly increasingly difficult with regulations. So mm-hmm. we need to get a lot of phone calls from physicians out of state and say, "There's no one in my state that does this. Can you do it?" You know, and so we'll we'll try and help them as the best we can.
0: And, and you guys can thread the regulatory needle in a sense. I mean, this is a lot of plates to keep spinning because I mean, there's medical, yeah. There's what we might call traditional business, and mm-hmm. then there's dealing with the increasing bureaucracy.
1: Hmm. And it goes back, I love you, you know what you, what you started with and we were kind of emailing Is your values, you know, what is important to you? So I think in anything that seems difficult, it's what what is your why? why are you doing it? And if it's important enough, you'll find a way and and we do it's again, it's not always you know beautiful and seamless, you know it can get messy in the middle, but you you keep working at it until you find a way um, and again, I love you know what what you talk about on the show is your values. Mm-hmm. and I think when you keep those, top of mind, um, it, it will help you. It will help. You know, I know we were talking about the book 10X is easier than 2X, but when you start to really look at what's most important, that letting go of some things becomes easier. So you really focus mm. on what's the most important, how can we optimize that, and maybe put some other things on the back burner.
0: Hmm. Do, do you have a sense that your values have evolved or that your awareness of your values has evolved?
1: my awareness of my values has evolved I wouldn't say my values have changed that much Mm -hmm. um, but my awareness of them and again I don't know if it's just age (laughs) that's what I'm you know chalking it up to but I'm in a really reflective time in my life right now and so um, very reflective time in my life so yeah I would say um, they've not really changed I've just become more aware of them Mm -hmm. and also noticing that you know certain things have to take priority for a season of life and then in your next season of life, you know, those other values can kind of come to the forefront, but
0: right, right.
1: But they're always there. You know, they're always there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, we had on the show a few weeks ago, uh, Joanna Penn, who is somebody that I think highly of as a writer. And, uh, she has this idea that about every 15 years there will be a major shift in life and business uh, I think you were talking about about every five years or so reevaluating.
1: I saw something, and I didn't read the whole article, but something about that there's some sort of life transition every five years. Now it could be minor. I'm sure we have major ones about every 15 years, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's navigating those transition points in our life, um, mm-hmm. and and your values, I think, come to the forefront when you're kind of challenged with things. Yeah. Um, in life. Yeah.
0: So, with nine years in the business, you're coming up on a decade. Mm-hmm. Is is this one of those inflection points for y'all?
1: It is. I will say as, as much as I said I'm kind of at a um, reflective time in my life, I would say probably the business is is too. Um Tony and I always have done everything perfect other than practicing medicine um, as a PA together. And so um we're at a time now where we've thought of how else can we serve? What else can we do? Um, and we've gone through for those who know us, especially in the go-giver group, um, some trial and error, you know, these last couple of years. And we've really found again honing into our values of this might make sense on paper. This might make sense logically, but to our values, to what's most important to us, um, it's not the best fit. So, You know, one of those examples is, as I mentioned, the pharmacy used to be literally a home with a detached garage. And um, we were thinking, you know, how can we best use this? and serve our patients better and more. And so we converted it to start um, IV hydration therapy services for patients because, again, health is top priority for for many of our patients. Mm -hmm. And um, And
0: just real quickly, what is IV hydration? Oh, great
1: question. So it is pretty much as we would take in vitamins um, orally by mouth. They're infused into a bag, and you just take them IV. So, um, again, unfortunately, our food is not what it used to be. Um, the nutritional value of it is not what it used to be. And we're deficient in a lot of our nutrients and micronutrients. So, um, so we thought of offering this service, a lot of our patients already do it. And we thought we make the bags for other practices anyway. Um, you know, we could do that ourselves. So as we were going through that, we realized, you know, that's not our best use of our time, talent, skills. Um, it's another business model. Yes, it's medical but it's a completely different business model than what we currently do. And so we thought the best thing is to partner with someone else or lease it out to someone else um, who does those practices already, who loves it, who's invested in it. Um, And we would refer our patients to them. They would refer our patients to us. And that way both sides do what they're best at and serve our patients better. So mm-hmm. it's again, it's not always looking at it from a financial gain, because financially it would make much more sense right on paper for us to do it. Um, but the mental real estate the the um, time investment from it, would, I think would detract from what we're doing at the pharmacy. And like you said, there's only so much we can do, you know, our family is number one. And so um, for this season in our lives, um, partnering with someone else who does it is is the best fit.
0: Indeed, indeed. In fact, it happens uh, just this morning. I was listening to another podcast by a writer I follow, uh, Maddie Dalrymple. She does the indie author podcast, and she had a guest on. I wish I could remember who it was so I could get proper credit. Uh, but she was talking about this very thing uh, from a different standpoint. And she was evaluating activities that she was involved in by asking three questions. Is it fun? Mm-hmm. How much energy does it take? And is it making me money? And and if the answer to all three of those things was no, then it needed to go.
1: <laughs> <I love that.
0: laughs> yeah. So, so you got to have some That's framework. A great question.
1: That's a great framework to think through. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and in the show notes, I will properly credit uh, the woman who mentioned that um in fact speaking of show notes for folks who are on here with us visually I did want to share with you how to connect with anna I've got uh, a um a QR code up on the screen to be able to get to Nora apothecary uh, and that is just Noraapothecary.com. so you can uh, it'll be linked in the show notes I'm not going to try to spell it out loud it's just <laughs> Just too long, but on the other hand, it's easy to say Nora Apothecary. Okay. And you told me once, Anna, where the Nora part comes from. I think mm-hmm. it was the part of uh, the part of Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, I think it was okay. just they named it that because that's where the neighborhood of the home was Nora, and they just named it Nora Apothecary. Yeah. Okay,
0: so it wasn't named after somebody; it was mm-hmm. named after a place. Mm-hmm. And then I've got the same picture because I wasn't moving fast enough. I should have had the Nora Apothecary logo on that QR Mark. code. Mm-hmm. But here is Anna's LinkedIn, and as usual, LinkedIn addresses are just a little too long to say out loud. But yeah. uh, you can look her up if you can, if you can spell Um <laughs> and I will put the link in the show notes as well. Uh, Anna and Tony are just great resources, for, and they're they're happy to talk with people about what's going on with them so uh as we get ready to wrap up here and i always like to close uh and if you're a regular listener and i think you have listened to a few episodes Mm -hmm. you know this question is coming you know that uh if there was something that you wish that i had asked that i didn't what -hmm. would it be and what would your answer be
1: um probably well, I kind of want to ask just questions back because I love hearing other people's stories, but I, there isn't really one cause you're just so wonderful at what you do. And I just have to say, I, I just commend you for the person you are, for the father you are, for the husband you are. I mean, I don't know that enough people know that about you and, um, and what you do and how you show up, despite just life, what life that you said, life throws you curveballs, Um, probably just, you know, what we had kind of talked through in the back of, um, just values and um, how we we are shaped by them probably is is what comes to mind for the forefront of me. I mean, it's it is it's a very reflective time in my life, and you just as a parent trying to be very intentional with how you raise your children and try and just be more self aware and how your values and your experiences shape um, who you are. But we really kind of covered that, so I thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it strikes me about how you know business is a part of that. Hmm. Certainly not the only thing. I mean, we wind up talking about business a lot on the show, but, um, people who are focused on business and nothing else.
1: Yeah. Why? I know.
0: Um, so uh, I and just appreciate
1: part of service using business yeah. to serve others, you know, it's, it's so it's both it's serving your own life and your values and to serve one another. I think we're all here to, to learn from and to serve one another. That's that's the purpose of life. So
0: exactly. exactly. Yeah. business
1: is It's a win. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it's a. Uh- I think here's what I'm struggling with right now here it's just the idea. Some people will, will draw a distinction. There's business and then there's the rest of mm-hmm. life. Uh, but when you're focused on service uh, and uh, as our friend, Bob Berg says, uh, it, it's three or four related things here. Uh, yes. You need to ask about the money It's a great question. It's just mm-hmm. not a great first question. Absolutely. And that uh, success, however you define it, is the uh, echo. It's like thunder to lightning. And uh, so the, the lightning, the focus should be on serving other people. Mm-hmm. It's uh, what uh, somebody that we all know, and I can't pull out who it is now, uh, points out as enlightened self interest. Mm. And and so it really is, I know it's a cliche way to put it, but it really is a win-win. And it's a much more satisfying way to live life.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Anna, it is an honor to know you. I'm very pleased to have you on the show this week. And thank you so much for coming on. Um, And and folks, you don't know this, but Anna was very flexible in how we did this. So we were thinking that we would record and she was able to come on here live. Uh, Just that adaptability. You are adaptable. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I, I think it's what we all do, and no, no. I'm not—I'm not sure people um, people value that in themselves all that much, because mm-hmm. from the inside, from the inside, it can feel like simply managing chaos. <laughs> 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 but that's what we do.
1: That's what we do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, uh, don't go away. I'm going to put you in the green room for all just right. a second, so thank I can you, properly Appreciate thank you. you. And, uh, folks, as we wrap up this episode of the Alignment Show, just a, a reminder, you can go to confidencecultivators.com to be able to to get the show notes, uh, to, um, uh, to follow the links that we've talked about, find out what's going on next week. Uh, I'm pulling up my calendar right now to verify because we don't want to depend On my memory, let's see, today's the 23rd, so on March the 1st, we will have Matthew Brackett on. I'm just getting to know Matthew, but uh, he is one of the folks that uh, Noemi Barris has brought to us. We've mentioned Noemi several times on this show. Uh, Looking forward to that conversation. We're not quite sure where we'll be next Friday. We might be here in this room, might be back in our usual studio, but in any case, if nothing Gets in our way, then we will look forward to joining you once again. And Jeff West still with us. Thank you very much, Jeff. He says, "Excellent episode for your first anniversary of the show." I just really appreciate all the support from the community. Several regular listeners, viewers, uh, hope that these podcasts will serve people for many years to come. And so uh, we will look forward to next week. Remember, we are here to help you to live your values so that you can value your life. And we will see you next week. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking shareconfidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness and remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on the Alignment Show.